GXP Podcast. Chatting with the coolest people from across the Midwest who do some awesome things. We've been at this a minute. <laughs> and that's the podcast. Thanks for coming out. See you next year. Yeah, we love it. Now, here's your host, Brian Lee. Welcome to the GXP Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you to everybody that has been listening so far. We're at episode 54, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't even been on the air. Do, do they call it on the air? I don't I don't even know. But uh, we haven't even been on the air a year now, and so we're in episode 54, and we appreciate everybody that's been listening because we wouldn't keep doing it if people were not listening. Today we have an awesome show, an amazing show. Um I got a new co-host today with us uh, that's hey. joining us. Uh, we got Matt Rissy. Hey now. Yeah. Hey now, way now. Hey now, way now. <laughs> and the building. And uh, our guest today, I'm super stoked to talk to this man, and I know everybody else is uh, as well. Uh, we got Steve Shriver, ladies and gentlemen. Did I say that right? Hello, yeah, yeah, Shriver. Said, yeah, Shriver. Yes, yes. Came over. My great grandfather came over on a boat, and it was Schreiber. He was, a, you know, it's Schreiber. like we come from the writer family of nice. of Germany, and uh, Schreiber was too many letters, and so they Shriver. See that happened to my family too because yeah. I was O'Rooney. My last name oh. was Roney, actually. Yeah. But uh, my last name was O'Rooney coming over, and they chopped off two O's, and we became Roney. Did they want it to be less Irish, though? Probably, mm. I, and maybe it was on them. I don't know. But because that's just I what... was told my mother's maiden name is Mealy, but it used to be O'Malley. Ooh. And they changed it to Mealy to be less Irish to mm. avoid the scrutiny of being Irish, right? Discrimination and such. Wow. Wow. Well, fuck discrimination. I mean, we've yes, all... the first fuck of the episode <laughs> I mean, right away. A minute and 30 seconds. And it was from, from the respectable guests. Yes. Too. I feel so much better now. Weight lifted. <laughs> yes. Um, what, what, what do they call you on social media right now? You are um, – there's a name for what you do. Uh, you're a serial entrepreneur, yeah, I believe. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yes. yes. And yeah. at first I read cereal. I was like, cereal, oh, man. Like oh, Fruit Loops and yeah. uh, Cornflakes. <laughs> what does that have to do with Quaker? <laughs> what do you General Mills, what? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, you do a ton of stuff around the area, man. Um, you're doing a lot of positive things, and that's what this podcast is all about, is, 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 is talking to cool people who are doing cool things in the area with a positive influence, man. Thank you. Tell us cool. about yourself, man. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Well, uh, born and raised in Iowa, um, born in Iowa City and raised in Davenport and uh, never, ever thought I would end up in uh, what I always looked at as an armpit was Cedar Rapids. <laughs> and, like, and here you are. <laughs> Wait, so was that the impression that you get from Iowa City or from Davenport? It's Davenport. It was. That's more funny of, because that's how we kind of feel about exact, the Quad Cities, totally, right? Man, like, I mean, Moline is kind of like dude, the. The funny the thing is, the they're <laughs> so so similar. You know. Yeah, well, yeah, I, totally. I think in the '90s, Dubuque was the redheaded stepchild of uh, of uh, Eastern uh, Iowa. You know, mm -hmm. until they kind of re, you know because it had that big race problem, the cross burnings mm -hmm. and all that stuff. You know, in the in the early '90s, you don't remember that? No, Oprah, that was before I moved Oprah, to Iowa. Oprah did a show there. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was national it was news. Did you say bad. fucking cross burning? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nine early night. It was wow. like late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Holy and shit. then Dubuque cleaned up the rack, and then uh, 
Then you got Davenport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> Bettendorf is a lot better than Davenport. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. you know. But no, <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, we, yeah. So I mean, we. Uh, the only time reason I would come to Cedar Rapids would be for a concert, a rock concert at the Five Season Center, yeah. and I went and saw my first concert was Ronnie James Dio. And uh, I was 14 years old, and and I bought a headband that had like the <laughs> devil symbol on it, <laughs> yeah, and all that stuff. Nice. And uh, but no, it, I always thought I'd leave Iowa, and then uh, ended up back in Iowa City, and met the love of my life, Andrea, and she was from Cedar Rapids, and so we kind of we ended up here, and yeah, and, yeah. and and now you know now I'm like the I'm the biggest cheerleader for Cedar Rapids. So <laughs> you are. How yeah. long have you guys been married? Uh, Twenty some. 22 yeah. years, something like that. <laughs> Put them on the spot. 23. Yeah. Nice. Congratulations, yeah. man. Thanks, That's man. amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's so great. I'm single. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, me, personally, I'm happily divorced is what I tell mm. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happily divorced. Yeah. But you had, uh, uh, what, what, what did we call her when we did your- Apostrophe episode? Tina. Apostrophe Tina. Mm. I do have a lovely lady friend yeah. in my life. She's been around for Ooh, about yeah. five years. Yeah. So She joined us on the podcast when, yeah, when you were funny. a guest. Yeah. Hmm. I was like episode 16 or something like that. Yeah. It's a long time ago. It feels like. Yeah. So you got a lot of things going on here. Uh, you've been doing a lot of positive things in and around Cedar Rapids for a long time. I mean, from a lip balm company, organic lip balm company that you started up mm-hmm. and, you know, all the way to restoring an epic place in Cedar Rapids, mm-hmm. which is beautiful, by the way, Thanks. from the pictures I've seen. Yeah. Are we talking the Olympic Theater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. everything Oof. in between, man. Right? Yeah. Been. Quite, I mean, it's like I. I try to do something pretty epic every year um, from a community standpoint, entrepreneurial standpoint. So I look at myself as a social entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, and part of that is in that serial entrepreneur thing is like by doing you know doing this thing over and over and just practicing this act of um, of you know, business building, uh, is, is what I do. And so every year I try to add something new and different and, uh, it keeps life exciting, but it also like contributes to the area. And so far so good, like knock on wood, I'm You haven't got tired yet. No, (laughs) you know, that's funny you bring that up because that's one thing that I'm like, when does this guy fucking right? Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, I have a day job, music and a daughter, right? Mm -hmm. And, and there's not enough hours in the day for me, but I mean, it's like, I feel like every time I flip to my newsfeed, mm. you're like waist deep in a project that is just like, that kind of melts my brain, right? But you're like constantly juggling these projects, right? right? Um, you know, what, what I think of when I think of Steve Shriver, I've always hear the mayor of CR, right? Mm-hmm. You yes. probably have skated past that now. Mm-hmm. That's been a couple mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. but around the flood, around the time of the flood yep. was when like the CR celebrity spotlight I think exploded. I think that was around mm-hmm. the time, right? Social media, of course, is an awesome tool to give you that spotlight and visibility. But that's what comes to mind when I hear your name. Usually, mm-hmm. you know, everything that kind of originated from that. From I was that looking event. forward to the to the roast. Yeah, so, man. You right? know, I, I was right. like, oh, yeah. I'm so going. This is going to be so good. Did right. that get canceled because of COVID? Then, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. So yeah, the History Center is doing. A, they do an annual fundraiser and they pick a local quote unquote celebrity, and yeah, yeah. it was me this year and. Yeah, yeah. So that that would have been fun. My uh, Andrea, it was very concerned about where how that was gonna go. Like she's like, no, you know, because she's like she's envisioning whatever the most nastiest, right? Dirt well, when you should. when you think of roast, you think yeah. of Josh Ross, right? Right. <laughs> Not, is it Josh Ross? No, is that's it, a comedian. Oh, oh uh, 
Yeah, you know the roast that we see. Jim Ross? No, no, no. I know Comedy Central roast. Comedy Central roast. Yeah, but they always have like the same two or three like core roasters. Oh, and they're and they just tear them apart. Oh, and they tear them apart. Yeah, Yeah. I think this is this is Cedar Rapids, Iowa fundraiser. So I mean, it's like I can't see it being that bad. But I don't know. I'm ready for it, man. Who are the roasters? uh, It's done by a so they they interviewed a bunch of my family and friends, and then. They give the material to uh, some professional actors and musicians from SPT Theater. Yeah, and uh, and okay, cool. Yeah, so then they deliver the material, and awesome. that so you know, um, huh? That's a good way to go. Yeah, back. yeah. But yeah, it's it's Jeff uh, Ross. That's Jeff Ross. Jeff okay. Ross. Okay. All right. Josh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Josh, Jeff, Jimmy. Yeah, it's all the same. <laughs> yeah. So is yeah. it still going to happen? Yeah, I, I'm I'm seeing some emails about it. I'm not really sure because. I mean, I'm just a product <clears throat> in it, you know, right. of it. <laughs> but uh, um, I'm there. I think they're just. It's like everybody tr- right now trying to figure out what kind of what what the what, what what's a proper date. How can you do it? I mean, yeah. throwing ideas around. I mean, do you do a virtual event? Is that the same? Um, well, they canceled the Freedom Festival, so yeah. it's like. Yeah, I'm on Damn. the I'm on that board. I'm on the Freedom Festival board. We were supposed to do a silent disco for you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah Carol's gonna be the, Carol I, Kelly was heading yeah, that up. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love the silent disco. It idea. was uh, her, oh, uh, me and Jamie and and, mm-hmm. and and I know you hate him, but I I talked to you. I was well, like, no, no, hey, no. you're on the GXP crew now. So is the hate word the H word is the big one. You said loathe. Loathe. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, but I'm I'm just that's just coming from a gearhead standpoint. Right. I, I DJ house and techno music, which mm-hmm. focuses on bass frequencies. I just like to get my chest kicked in when I'm on a dance floor, mm-hmm. my big stack of subwoofers. And that is totally out the window with the mm-hmm. silent disco, right? So I guess it's just so weird to me. I think when you're <laughs> when you're looking at an event like the Freedom Festival and you're just trying to get oh, get people totally, involved and totally engaged. Fits. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Know, yeah. Huh? But yeah. Yeah. So I work at Hyvee now, and they have this repeater going on about getting your Freedom Festival button, mm-hmm. and that Hyvee's going uh, going to give away five one hundred dollar gift certificates mm-hmm. or uh, gift cards um, when you post yourself on social media wearing the button. It's fucking weird, dude. I, it's like, why would you buy a button <laughs> except for that? Uh, yeah. So you have a five and sixty thousand chance. Yeah, to, to it, win hundred bucks. I think the. <laughs> the belief people historically have liked the buttons. This is my first like year on the board, and like everybody's like, there. It's all about the buttons. The buttons still sell. And I think what um, if it was if it were up to me, I would say let's not sell the buttons because they're 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 not worth anything at this point. Yeah. But the the assumption was that people would still. Um, would still support, support the cause, the cause. Yeah, you know, yeah. like some, yeah. some people aren't asking, you know, if a concert's canceled, some people are letting the money go to the nonprofit rather than asking for their money back on the tickets. Right. And that kind of mentality, um, for this, uh, I think it's a little bit different. Um, I, people just general, they're just like, well, I'm not getting anything in exchange yeah, for the so buttons, I, so. It's a $5 button. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> for a chance to get $95 yeah. back a really slim chance. Right. <laughs> I mean, I hope that we sell more than we have, but at the same time, I think um, it's we got to be a little more creative. On that. Well, they had to do something because I'm sure it was a huge revenue stream for them. Yes, you know, so they're like, well, we still got to at least sell the buttons. Mm-hmm. But before they also though they had the you know gatherings going on, which was an opportunity to sell said buttons. Mm-hmm. Where right. now that's mm-hmm. not happening, Correct. and so people are going to have to you know take it upon themselves to seek these out online and mm-hmm. order them. Mm-hmm. Right or, or, or like Hy-Vee. go to a high yeah. Okay, so are they like are there you know baskets of them at the register or whatever? Well, or? no, because you, they don't want people stealing them. 
So like it's there. There's like posters up and everything like that, and repeaters. Do you have to ask for the? You just buy it at the register. Oh, yeah, okay, gotcha. you know, mm-hmm. and then they give it to you mm-hmm. after it's it's a barcode scan. Yeah, yeah gotcha. that type of thing. So yeah, yeah, it's too bad, man. That's like just one. You know, that's just one organization and one. You know, it's like this this COVID thing. Just this is just, destroying a lot of right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. But you did a lot of good during this COVID thing. I mean, uh, you donated a ton of product. You donated a ton of man hours. Yeah. We, you know, we you, made, we like immediately when, when I realized there was no hand sanitizer, uh, you know, called up Jeff over Jeff Quint over at Cedar Ridge and was like, dude, I got the formulation. I got some people and some processes. You got the alcohol. Let's do this. Yeah. And within days we had a drive through. Uh, you know, hundreds of cars lined up in New Bohemia District, uh, yeah. and we were doing a drive-through yeah. even before. Like this was at the very beginning. First of all, you know, almost every distillery in the country is now manufacturing hand sanitizer. We yeah. were one of the first. And it also, you can there's drive-through things now, and we were we were it was cool. The the people that I mean, we're innovators in this town, yeah. And, totally. and like everybody, like let's do a drive-through and let's just line them up here and boom, 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 and it yeah. was awesome, man. That was sweet. So what? How much of that uh, sanitizer did you guys produce? Um, gosh, I don't know the. I know we gave away, you know, probably seven or eight thousand units. Um. Just like Over a little the, personal unit, yeah, like 15 like ounces this size. or something? Okay, yeah, gotcha. Um, yeah. A couple ounces. And yeah, then, okay. You had the bigger um, ones too then. Yep, yep. Uh, but th- what what happened was we started getting calls immediately from like U.S. Postal Service um, in Houston, Texas, you know, and Florida and ho- hospitals like Unity Point. And they uh, – hospitals were literally running out of uh, – they were out of sanitizer. They were out of cleansing sprays for their rooms. Um, so we, we, we were like, okay – cool let's start let's keep making this stuff and giving it away but also geez if we could recoup some of the expense let's do that so i mean we we ended up and they're they're still producing it um but while i was involved for about a month i mean it was hundreds uh, it was thousands of gallons and they probably done tens of thousands of gallons of hand sanitizer shipped it all over the country and to that's awesome yeah i mean the dot uh iowa dot sheriff's association um Police department. I mean, every, every local agency had it. Wow. City of Cedar Rapids. Yeah. That's awesome. That's how. Yeah. And, and yeah, you stepped up right away and said, hey, I know I know how to make this. Right. It's NGS is basically what it is. Neutral grain spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to work for Cedar Ridge. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep, yep. You know, and so it's distilled neutral grain spirit. Mm-hmm. And then you're taking the heads and the tails and making it into mm-hmm. hand sanitizer because it's high alcohol. Yep. The stuff you don't want to drink. Right. Right. Yeah. So you're going to get rid of it anyways. Yep. It's, it's yep, perfect. It's great. And so do they usually just flush that then right down the drain? Well, we clean stuff with it. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Uh, it's the heads and tails cuts um, of the finishing runs. Gotcha. Is is what you take because it's, it's mainly alcohol. And, and uh, then I don't know what else you put with it, aloe vera. And... Yeah. We ended up, you know, the, the, the WHO put out a formula that we were restricted to use this very, very basic primitive formula. So initially we were putting aloe vera in and we were making this really nice gel. And then uh, the criteria came out that stated exactly what we needed to do to make sure that we didn't get in trouble. Sure. And so it was like this, it's basically 80% alcohol um, and it's got a couple other ingredients in there like hydrogen peroxide and glycerin. 
Yeah. Um, Get in trouble from what standpoint? Well, it's it's a product that's regulated by the FDA, and okay. so it needs to be made in an FDA-approved facility. Ah. So, and we were making it at Cedar Ridge, right. which is not right. So there was a there was a temporary. It's like in a state of emergency, the WHO and the FDA agreed to here's the here's the here's the current monograph to be able to make this in a distillery and gotcha. it's legal until the end of June. Yeah. And, but you have to abide by these rules. I gotcha. Yep. Wow. So it was, I mean, that, I mean, we didn't want to like end up in jail. No, of course not. I know, mean, for, and all you're trying to do is help. Right. Right. Yeah. And is know. there a liability factor there in regards to like, you know, let's say that your recipe was off and then like it affected mm-hmm. somebody in a negative way or whatever. Absolutely. Right. right that's and, right. and probably, I mean, you know, probably just like any, product that you're putting out there. I mean, we all have liability insurance for our companies. And so probably not much more than that. Although it is interesting that like you, this would, this would make a great cocktail as well. It's pretty simple. Um, (laughs) You could throw a little bit of lime juice in there and do a shot. So, um, so I, I, uh, ours, some of the first requests were to go to prisons and uh, a couple other facilities where, um, and now a lot of prisons in Iowa are actually making hand sanitizer, but um, we we initially I was careful about where we donated the stuff because I just didn't want it to get into the wrong hands. I yeah. mean, like you know, like a homeless a homeless shelter, for instance, they're going to drink um, it, right? I mean, just so we just have to. Be hey man, can I get a six sixer of them <laughs> them hand sanitizers? You right, know it's funny. Right. <laughs> you know when I've been working on heavy in the wine and spirits and everything, I noticed my hand sanitizer missing from the next day. Like you know we used to have my registers mm. and people would steal them and drink them. Holy mm. smokes! Yeah, I want to say that I've heard similar story. You know, I had a family member when I was growing up that lived in a that went to like a, a treatment facility and lived somewhere for a month trying to fight alcohol addiction and. You know, it was like no hairspray, no mouthwash, no cologne. Because people, right? are, can you imagine drinking mm. fucking hairspray? Mm. Oh my god! You should try it. Should, <laughs> just, um, I'm going for the live. hand sanitizer. You first. know, a little bit of Sprite, <laughs> you know, changes everything. You know, oh, man. <laughs> I don't know about so that. You give me a shot of Aquanet. <laughs> <laughs> there is a thing you can you can you can huff alcohol though. Apparently, so like the because I we were, were we were making it the first couple of days, and I was like, man. I'm getting spacey yeah. and stuff and wow um and so i uh so we we, we learned research. that you you can you can actually inhale enough alcohol the fumes, to, the yeah. fumes yeah can yeah. can get you get you a little yeah. buzz especially going. Wow. you know especially those uh those heads cuts they're right. really right. Super really strong yeah so we used to keep a big metal like stainless steel like yeah yeah <laughs> A stainless steel thing over the bin, like that it was coming into, and you'd open it up and look in, and right, it's just bam, yeah, (laughs) wow, yeah, it's kind of weird, crazy. So thank you for doing that, man. I mean, you you helped out a lot of people, you helped out a lot of businesses, and and that's just another way that you know you're just like, hey, you're a selfless person, and I'm going to step up and help people. That's super cool. Thanks, man. man. I tell you what, um, I had to, you know, it's like I actually, so that that's great, and pat on the back steve and all that good stuff but like um the 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 fact is that uh that kind of mentality takes a toll on my family and so like that was that was a great example of me putting the community first and my family second and that's one thing that i'm really working on um like i'm i actually have a daughter who has an immune disorder and she has to go to mayo every six weeks and get an infusion and when w- my house went on full lockdown, basically like nobody, you know, they went, they, they were really isolating to, to keep her immune system up. 
and uh, and I'm out like literally in a drive-through handing people, you know, totally. seeing a thousand people. And so we, my wife and I had a conversation, you know, it was like, okay, if you're going to be doing that, you can't come home. And I, it, at that point, it seemed like, I mean, I didn't even really think about it because I was like, yeah, I'm, that's what I'm doing. I'm, and so I, uh, Fong's donated their apartment above, above their yeah. place to me so I could have a place to stay that was not at my house. And, um, but in hindsight, like I've done that over and over and over where I'm like, I've put my business in front of my family and I put the community in front of my family and I'm not going to, I'm probably will do it again. And it just makes, so like, uh, so it's all good. It's all great that I'm doing this shit, but there's somebody that it, it takes there's a sacrifice. Somewhere. Yeah. Sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And, and, uh, and that's just the reality of it. It's like, you're, you know, when you kind of shine your light on something, right? Like that something will grow, but where mm -hmm. you pull that light away from, unfortunately is going to hurt as a result deep. of that. Right. Hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's deep. No, that's um, true. But where I, the fuck did that come from? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Actually, that's a Noah Kanzen thing. Cause we were, we were talking about that because, um, you know, me personally with, my day job, we were kind of talking about this before we got on the horn here, mm -hmm. but you know, I get into DJing, of course, and and that's how a lot of people around here know me. But yep. I um oh selfie time. Hey now. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway, so uh, you know, with with music things coming to a screeching halt as a result of COVID nineteen, um, day job life, you know, in the office has has kind of skyrocketed in regards to productivity. <clears throat> and so it's, it's, you know, it's all about that light and that focus. Yep. Yep. You know, you excel at the, at the day job, but, uh, you know, you're because you're pulling yet that focus away from other things. Right. And it's true. So, I mean, your family's understanding, obviously, I mean, because yeah, you've always yeah. been this way. Yes. Yeah. So that is, and I actually like, I'm, I'm writing a book right now and, and I've got a chapter on putting, putting your business first and your family second. I mean, like you have nothing else to do. I mean, <laughs> <Right>. Jesus, <laughs> writing so, a book on top of it. <laughs> no shit. So, uh, so I, um, right. It's a thing that I do talk about and mainly I tell entrepreneurs like you are, you need to have this conversation with your spouse, significant other family that you will be put, you, if, you will not succeed unless you decide at various times to put your business first because if you try to I, like and i also try i don't say work-life balance i say work-life integration because sure. there there is no balance and especially in the entrepreneurial world like it, it's like a like a like a, a, a you know a lebron james or somebody like that they did not it's like they didn't put their family first dude if yeah. you want to be the best if you want to succeed you yeah. have to put your you know, your aspiration ahead of your family at, at times from an entrepreneurial perspective, like me putting the business first at different times of my, my life, um, actually gave me the, the ability to take care of my family. So like by putting the, yeah. the business first, I'm putting my family first because I'm providing for them. But you right? have to have a great partner to do that with, Yes, you know, and yes. that's where I think she allows you to do that and provide mm. for the fi family financially and everything else. And you got to be gone and do your thing. Right. But she takes care of the family physically. Right. And that's where you have a great balance, man. That's, that's from what I'm that's understanding. True. You yep. know, you guys have been together over 20 years mm. and you obviously love your family and have a wonderful family. And yep. that's amazing. Yep. And then we'll take a, then we'll go take a month off. Or, See, and that, you know, and that makes you know. it all worthwhile. Then. Right. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, you're still coming home and the kids know you love them. Right. But uh, take a month off and go 
put together one of the best Christmas cards you've ever That's seen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt was telling me you have epic Christmas cards. Dude. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 So I, I want to get on my list, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me write that down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. So that's a. I have a. In preparation for our podcast today, I wrote down things, bullet points that mm-hmm. um, come to mind when I hear the name Steve Shriver. Steve Shriver. Mm. Christmas cards. Um, of course, yes. Platinum Rose uh, or Raining Rose. I'm sorry. Yeah. Slash yep. Platinum Rose is a tattoo shop. <laughs> anyway, um, where you can get a Raining Rose tattoo. <laughs> raining Rose and Eco Lips <laughs> came mm-hmm. to mind. Um, mm-hmm. Nubo. Suko mm-hmm. or Soko. Nubo, yeah. Soko's on my list. Dr. Mm-hmm. Z's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. because you do rock that harmonica. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID-19, right? Just because of the whole san- sanitizer mm-hmm. thing. But my last and final bullet point was Xmas cards. You're right. right. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Uh, you have the most epic Christmas cards. I think the one that I remember was, uh, what was it, the Bates Motel theme? Didn't you do one that was like, well, there was kind of a horror-themed one where I think your girls oh, all had, yes. they all had knives yeah. or what have you. It, yeah. it kind of reminded me of the whole Alfred Hitchcock oh, vibe. Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's... <laughs> There's so much going on. We my again, Andrea um is this amazing artist and photographer and she she puts this stuff together. I mean, she'll build she'll spend even on other stuff that you've never seen, like she'll spend months building a set and do a photo of it and then it's, it's nobody next. ever sees it, you know. <laughs> yeah. So you get so, a producer and a graphic designer that you're married to? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. No wonder why you're successful. <laughs> it's all in house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yep. Yep. That's funny. <laughs> uh so no, these Christmas cards, man, they that we work on them about, about June. We start uh we start brainstorming. Um in July, August, we start nailing it down and then we start building stuff and um see you know, figuring out who we need and who who's gonna do what and then uh shoot it typically around November and um, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Last year was an absolute fucking shit show. And so like, <laughs> we, like, dude, uh, I hope we don't do another one. It was terrible. Our kids are adults. What was the theme on the, last year's? Were you guys, you were guys uh, like out in the country, weren't no, you? No, this was it? one, uh, let's see here. Andrea and I were, I was toasting her. I had a, like a blue suit on and she was half painted i think she was painted into a piece of artwork and the kids it was it was odd i can't even explain it um <laughs> i want to see them yeah, yeah. yeah. they're rad yeah. yeah they should they should be an entire website dedicated right. to those things <laughs> i think someday someday somebody's gonna find them and be like Make a calendar maybe right yeah there you go yeah um idea. and That's uh a really good idea <laughs> yeah yeah but uh <clears throat> Yeah, so, but no, man, our kids are adults, man. Like, who makes Christmas cards with their adult children anymore? Like, we got to stop asking. The Shrivers do. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty envious family yeah. goal, I'd say, to shoot for. Yeah, that's yeah. So, um, so you guys are obviously really tight then. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean. Well, we, like we, with our kids? And yeah. Stuff? Yeah, man. Well, we they, we all still live together. Right. I mean, they, they haven't <laughs> left yet, so. Well, yeah. it's funny because, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people on the podcast and, um, I always tell the story about how me and my two kids are best friends. All three mm-hmm. of us are best friends. We are, we're in a group chat called the Three Musketeers. Yeah. We talk to each other every single day that we're not around each other. Yeah. And we never fight. We never argue. We do everything together. Like the other night, 
um, Xander was like, my oldest, he goes, hey, let's have a Wii tournament tonight. And we're like, yeah. And then we figured out we had no freaking batteries for the old school Wii. So we went to the store and got ice cream and batteries. <laughs> nice. And came back and had a tournament for two and a half hours. And that's yeah. what we did. You know, I mean, from Wii Sports to Mario Kart to everything. Yeah, man. And that's how we are. And, and it's so great. And I know you have a great relationship with your daughter. Totally. You know, man. Yeah. And, but to hear... Yeah, we're called the Shriver Five. That's see, like our see, brand. That's nice. great. Yeah, yeah Shriver Five. Because all you hear about people saying how shitty their kids are, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, maybe it's on you then. <laughs> right, right. You know, because yeah. they're a product of you. Yeah, yeah. If you know, you're not. Yeah. Paying Do you really attention. hear a lot of people saying, "Man, my, my kids, kids are shitty." <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot. Wow. <laughs> Especially yeah. at, like at work, like you hear people how they talk to their kids, mm-hmm. and I get it. Like they get on your nerves and stuff, but. I'm just like, wow, I cherish every freaking minute. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it. I love the fact that we have that relationship. And it sounds like you guys do, too. And that's so cool. I'm pretty crazy about my daughter to the point where, you know. That's Drew Bear. I probably fucking drive her nuts. She's yeah. probably, Every once in a while, she'll be like, Dad, like, palm to my face. Like, right. back up. You're in my bubble. <laughs> Give me a couple feet. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> See, I'm lucky. I got one. That they're best friends with each other, you know, and they're yeah, yeah, yeah. so they entertain each other a lot. They miss each other when they're not with each other. So mm-hmm. they hang out and they're like, yeah, sweet. And so I'm like, hey, guys, I'm out here in the living room watching TV by myself <laughs> on our weekend. <laughs> right, right. We're supposed to be spinning together. You know? yeah, yeah. And so I'm the needy one. <laughs> right, right. You know? How old are your kids? Then? 15 and 13. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So we lost each one of them around that 15 age and they all came back around at like well the older two are you know 18 19 they started being cool again so our kids were ass our older kids were assholes when, when they were like between 15 and 18 i was really? gonna say that's about the asshole yeah. range right, right? i mean <laughs> well how open are you guys with your kids like we uh, you know with with mine we were open about sex and drugs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everything like there's nothing you can't uh-huh talk to me about and it's and it's been difficult especially with the whole sex thing in the last couple of years but yeah. it's just better to be open about oh absolutely no you know? we're totally full transparency in all facets um but they what 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 struck me one time was when my older daughter sort of made me out to be her enemy and and i was like i but i'm your biggest fan and how is this happening and then i realized that the second one did it too and then and then the third one and i'm like oh this is just part of it's how, the phase yeah i mean they're <laughs> yeah. like you're my parents so you're going to be my enemy no matter uh, how much you provide for me sure. i fear looking forward to those yeah. days so you guys are you know when you said sex drugs i had like a little <laughs> shuddered cuz my girl's 5 right so Sex and drug conversations are not even close to happening yet. So right. But it's, it's nervous good. thinking about it. I, <laughs> you know, when we talk about that stuff, um, you know, my, my especially my daughter, she's going through a lot of changes in her life right now. And she's been mad at me probably in the last three months more than she ever mm-hmm. has in her entire life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, though, she's like, I love you, daddy. I, you know, and I'm <laughs> yeah, like, all right. Cool. All right, you know, I'll let you be mad. Like you're entitled to your feelings. I'm not here to tell you how to feel, but yeah, you know, I love you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm scared yeah. to fucking death. Yeah. Like, <laughs> God, what is she gonna do? <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, so, but yeah. you have three girls, man. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, the best thing I could I, like <laughs> one of the best things we did for them growing up was um, we, we, international travel, and not to not to fancy fancy European countries, but like to third world countries. So, like, we've taken them to huh. uh let's see here um trying to humble them a bit el salvador like, talking like guatemala yeah el salvador <laughs> um we gave them a, a budget one time and 
and it was so small that like the only place that we could afford was the most dangerous, one of the most dangerous cities in the world, which was in Colombia. Well, I was like, going to say Bolivia. <laughs> yeah, it was Colombia. <laughs> I was going to say Detroit. Yeah, right. No, they, <laughs> right. That's a good point. That's funny. And so, yeah, we've taken. So then it's kind of like, oh shit, yeah, we do appreciate running water and yeah, that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty. And awesome. then um, music festivals, because then you can learn all about drugs and sex. You know, it's like, <laughs> there in front of you. <laughs> yeah, that. Is a heterosexual people having sex. Right. <laughs> that yeah, is a gay couple yeah. having sex. Right. <laughs> and yeah, um, wearing a bikini and a tail and, you know, like. Just, what? See, festival gear. Just you know? festival oh, gear. Yeah. You're just weird. I, you, you knew it. Comment. You know what I was saying. I thought it was oh, yeah. out of the loop here. I'm like. <laughs> see that shit all the time. Right. <laughs> I'm oh, wearing yeah. one right now. <laughs> don't see those at high V too much, do you? <laughs> yeah, actually, you'd be surprised. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Ever since, uh, oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> Jesus, man, I'm not. That's all right. I, think I just unplugged myself. You just unplugged well, just yeah, your headphone, too. But that's all right. This one man, things are getting rowdy. Here we go. Right. No, don't put them all the way in. Then oh, you okay. can't hear everything. So there we go. I got My you, bad. man. Oh, Matt heard bikini and tail, and he just <laughs> yeah, he yeah, flew yeah. out of his seat. You got, you got both. Are you good on both? I'm good. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah, I know exactly. You just got excited about that. <laughs> I need to take a break. <laughs> oh where, my god. Were you looking for the bathroom? Uh, yeah. It's down. Up? It's down this way. Yep. Okay. The all right. Thing. Leave the door open so we can hear you. <laughs> yeah. All right. You should have kept your mic on. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man. All right. So uh, tell me about Soco Outfitters. Yeah, man. Soco Outfitters. Um, you know, with I, like I'm gonna back it up just a minute. So like when back in 2000 when we formed the nonprofit called new bohemia and we named that neighborhood yeah. i mean that whole thing was like that was a, you know a buddy that that moved back from uh brooklyn rich dana and he was like you know in 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 brooklyn uh you know they turn old warehouse districts like this into into arts districts and yeah you know he's like name it something cool and, and we're like yeah you know naive and young and so cool. wait a minute you helped found new nubo yeah yeah, I did not know that. There was a few of us that were in the Cherry Building, and um, I mean, it had that area existed. CSPS was there, but you yeah. know, it was it was it was uh, that part low income housing and um, and uh, the Quality Chef Soup uh, manufacturing and a bunch of shitty buildings that were just run down. Well, there was Third Street Live and yeah, and everything yeah, in there, and it, but... was, it was rough, man. Yeah. And, um, HD Youth Center and um, you know Henry from HD Youth Center got shot out in front of his place one time and like I mean it was not a great place. Right. However, it was a really cheap place to afford rent, and so like we we started raining rows in uh, in the Cherry Building because yeah. it was three hundred dollars a month and it was like where we could afford to to get a spot, and so we're in the Cherry Building and 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 it was like a couple artists and just random derelicts and a couple entrepreneurs and and we would just hook up randomly throughout the week and it was like hey what's up how you doing and we're all doing our thing and that's when rich was like yeah we we should you know let's let's start a district and all right what should we call it like the the work one of the working names was cornhole for the, <laughs> like dude think no, of it think, no so, <laughs> think, yeah so like and then we came up with New Bohemia because there's, you know, there's old Bohemia, you know, there's Checktown and there's all this stuff. And we're like, New Bohemia says a lot about Bohemian yeah. and and we wanted to be at this arts district. And so we formed a nonprofit. We started calling it New Bohemia. It was not sanctioned Wasn't by the city at all. Already a bar down there called New Bo's? Old, old Bo. 
Oh, uh, uh, called Bo- uh, Little Bows. Little, little Bows. Bo- little that's Bo- it. Little yeah, that's it. Yeah. And so, um, but like the city was just like, who the, who the fuck are these people like trying to say they have a district? We don't have a district. We were just like people that started this calling ourselves. official district. It was. And we, <laughs> we kind of liked it that way. We were. And so if you look at how the city built out the downtown area, like it's the, the back of the Y is to us. The back of the courthouse is to us. Like um, it was only after. So. That was 2001. We formed the nonprofit. Um, we sort of started talking about it about 99, formed the nonprofit in 2001. And then um, we had some momentum. We started putting up art on the old dilapidated buildings, doing the two by two yeah. by you. We started having a few events and there weren't many people coming, but over year after year, people started coming. Uh, and we had plans. We were starting to work with the city on streetscapes and stuff like that. And then the flood hit and 2008, um, uh, is when, you know, it just wiped everything out and, and there was a clean slate and I'm sort of abbreviating the, the whole story. Of course. Uh, but, uh, and then it was like, all right, let's look at this whole thing together. And that's when the money came in to really, you know, for Nubo city market for, um, for all of the, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that, that was, you know, flood recovery, you know, the, the government dollars came and helped the revitalization. That's when it all changed. It, it's when it all changed. So people think of Nubo starting after the flood and after New, Nubo city market went there. Well, it wasn't, it, you know, it was Nubo before that happened. Right. Uh, it just didn't have the momentum. So with each, so then, you know, once it's, it's all right. So new bows happening and I'm going to get to Soko. No, um, that's fine. I, yeah. <laughs> this story is great. I just love to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Cause I didn't know this. Right. Right. And so. Um, Blow my mind, Steve. Right. Right, right on. Man. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so there, you know, there was a coffee shop there. It was called Brood Cafe and not many people went there and it was kind of in the, 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 the baristas there were dicks and they would just make fun of your clothes when you walked in there and i'm like you, you know like like dude okay i i like that there's a coffee shop here but you don't need to be an asshole so long story short um i bought it and rebranded you're, you're it fired and, yeah yeah and I, I i basically said to the employees i'm like you know you i'm like we're gonna we're, we're gonna take the rude out of brood okay like you no more being and they were like oh well that's just right and they fucking quit and walked away whatever see ya. so so Bruhemia, like every every cool district needs a good copy. Every cool town needs a good district. Every good district needs a coffee yeah. shop. What else does every every cool town I've been to has has a local um, outdoor store? You know, like a, an like, amphitheater. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Now. And so, yeah. um, so Soco Outfitters, we're like, you know, we need an independent outdoor retailer store, a specialty retailer. We need these brands that aren't currently sold in Cedar Rapids, where that Cedar Rapids deserves this this kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And similarly to the Olympic, you know, um, it, you know, it, it, it just, it pains me. Like I was driving down there every single day, looking up at this empty third street live. It used oh. to be Dylan's big and, dogs. And we like salivate promoters salivate at that building. Right. Right. It's right. A, and there's no music venue in town. Right. There's not a single music. It's like, I don't really, I don't honestly, man, I don't want to own any of this shit. I mean, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> But I, I somebody I, has I to, yeah. right? I'm just like, dude. I, I people kept saying they're going to do something with it. They're going to yeah. do something with it. I mean, people were trying to open up an outdoor store before, like it didn't happen. People were trying, you know, like not. I mean, it's like people kept saying they're going to open up this venue, and I'm like, finally, all right, man, Jesus. So Eric Engelman and I, uh, you know, started talking about it. We're like, all right, man, let's let's do this. And I mean, we were more excited than I'm yeah. sounding right now, yeah, yeah. but. 
it's it's a it's a lot. You know, I was curious. So, did you, were you were familiar with Finn and Feather, right? Oh yeah. Was yeah. that a is that a local? Uh-huh. Is that a local thing? Yeah. Okay, because I remember they got really really slow and they just went out of business, right? right. And mm-hmm. now it's the New Pie Co-op, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, They're out of Iowa City. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So they they don't necessarily have anything to do. Was I'm thinking active active endeavors. endeavors. Yep. Okay. Yep. There's no tie there though. No. They're they're competitive. Those are the stores I think of though when I think of SoCo. Right. Totally. Like totally. And and so active endeavors is um is and Finn and Feather compete in Iowa City. Right. Um. There are two other active endeavors. Uh. One in Des Moines. One in Davenport. And uh, Finn and Feather is what we call more of a hook and bullet store. Like you, they sell totally. gun, guns yeah. and fishing rods. Right. Okay. Totally. Active Endeavor is more camping, climbing. Although right, Finn right. and Feather's got <clears throat> a lot of great camping yep. gear and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Um, and and so uh, I'm not sure why it didn't work in Cedar Rapids, but one thing is for sure, like that we're a big enough town to handle our own outdoor store, and yeah. we, we shouldn't have to drive to Iowa City to go to either totally. Shields Active or well, Finn you know what? I, what I thought, didn't even make it here, right? Right, you know, yeah, right. maybe we were even building that. Huge yeah, and then Rockwell's like, "Yeah, we'll buy that for pennies on the dollar." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, I have to be honest. When when Soco opened, um, mm-hmm. awesome store, by the way. Yeah, um, thank you. Love it. Um, spend some money in there myself every I now and too. again. Yeah, thank you. Um, but when I first went in there, um, I, there was this leather, like I think it was like a a down camping jacket. Right? <laughs> it was like thirteen hundred dollar jacket. Pair of jumpers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm like. I, I've had to have, got to put this thing on. Right, right. <laughs> so I'm trying this. 1300 bucks. Right. Like, yeah. There's no way I can afford this jacket, but I'm going to wear it around the store for the next 20 minutes. Right. Right. The guy that was there was like, totally, dude, put it on. You can, you can imagine how soft this thing is. But anyway, so what I was thinking was, man, does Cedar Rapids, yeah. can, can Cedar Rapids support a store where the, the, uh, you know, the ticket price point of a lot of these things is, is really high, but it's just because it's super high quality, mm-hmm. awesome stuff. Um, but I, I, I was so happy to see that store hit town, but I feared, man, yep. I don't know if Cedar Rapids would support this. And now how many years later are we? It's been a couple it's years, a, right? Yeah, a year and a half. A year and a half. So, and, and it's it's So pompous. it's interesting, right? So, I mean, our number one brand is Patagonia. Yeah. And that's the brand that, like, that's really is is our core brand, and that's what really what we're all about. But with that, we, we can't just be a Patagonia shop, and we want to have other Hydro brands. Flask. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um, my daughter loves going there. Yeah. What are those? Yep. Those? What's that trend called? The girls with the high disco flag? girls. Disco no, girls. Disco. Yeah, 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 my daughter's yeah. totally one. Yeah. Like we went there. Um, uh, I took my daughter for the first time there when a mall from Naked and Afraid came down and did mm-hmm. her little yeah. thing. Right, yep. and mall was uh, like guest four on this on this podcast. And yep. we got her and her sisters coming up here later this week or oh, next sweet. week. So because She's awesome. they got a new game, or they're on a new yep. show that's coming out here mm-hmm. in uh, at the end of this month. But anyhow, we went down there to see a mall. She's a good friend of mine, and my daughter is totally starstruck by her. And then mm-hmm. she starts looking around. She's like. Dad, this store is freaking amazing. I was like, right? It really She's is like, incredible. how did I not know about this? Right? And right. I'm like, oh, you need a 14th hydro flask? I right. Mean, <laughs> so we, I, I got 60 a, bucks. Kind of a, That's yeah. fine. I have kind of a stepson, Christine's son. He's 11. And, oh, again. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good Lord. We can still hear you, you, though. What are you doing? God, yeah, he so just good. pulled his headphones out again. Uh, yeah. My God. All right. No more backflips <laughs> in the studio. Anyway, um, he's a he's a, a mountain climber, and so his mm. grandmother she she worked she was a DNR. Her husband was a DNR. Or they worked for the DNR. They're really outdoorsy people. They live in Wyoming now, but um, he just goes bananas because you guys have the rock climbing wall mm-hmm. that you have in there, mm-hmm. and we yeah. set him up for lessons and things. And yeah. it's awesome to just drop him for an hour. We would go totally. next door to the bridge or and have a beer or whatever, right? Yeah. And, and again, um, just let them shred the rock wall. Right, but. right. And, and I mean, it's a it's a it's a token of a rock wall. I mean, it's it's kind of cool because it's it's a it's in, it's an imprint of a wall in Minneapolis or in Minnesota, and uh, we had it recreated in. So it's it, it's got a real live feel to it. But 
I, I, I also, I mean, we didn't actually plan on there being a rock wall until we started doing the rehab in that building. We ripped out um, one, that section. Uh, there was a two-story building there, and we ripped out the floor, and we're like, this is just about tall enough for a kind of a cool wall, rock wall. Yeah. And yeah. So we added it, and, and really, ex- retail needs to be a little more experiential now to survive. And so totally. just having that whole element and giving it that vibe has, has helped us a lot. But uh, like, also, I, I here's my next my biggest fear too is like somebody. Why do we not have a, a climbing wall open to the public? And I and and that that doesn't do it. I mean, that's like two ropes, and it's we it's used a, to. There's so there's co- so if you are a climber, so we were looking yeah. into this for guy and the boy, okay. our boy, because um, he's pretty serious about it. And one of your instructors actually had told us that he's a natural, just like the way he ergonomically like his mm-hmm. hip structure, and he just really knows how to climb for an 11 year old kid. He's like really awesome. But he's went to week long climbing camps in Wyoming and whatnot, right? Sweet. So he's wow. like a little bit more advanced, right? Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, he was trying to tell us what our options were to get him more into climbing outside of your guys' mm-hmm. wall there. And he said that there's a, a gym at Co. maybe, mm-hmm. and then maybe Iowa City. And that's yeah. really his only options. Right. You know, there's nothing here for <laughs> him. Well, associated. we used to have one at, uh, what was that place? Uh, Planet X. Oh, Planet X. Yeah. They, they had a yep. big one yep. right uh-huh. when you walked in there. And mm-hmm. it was like 360. You could, you know, it was different. But that place went under too. Right, right. So, but there, there really should be a little more. There should be a hardcore climbing gym here in town. Totally. Right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so that's, and a Ninja Warrior one too. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, that'd that, I mean, cool. together really, they they kind of coincide. You know right. that warehouse, or it's not a warehouse, I guess, but it's like a pole barn looking building that's on Blair's Ferry, like across from Cocktails ish. I want to say there's like isn't a, it Randy's Carpets now? There was like a um, no. there's a florist over there, Bloom. But one of those garages I've hmm. driven by and was open in it, they have built a custom climbing gym in it. What? It's pretty awesome. But I think it's like privately owned or Private. something. Private. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. Okay. I got to, whoever that I is. Look into that. Yeah. I want to be your friend. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. We just got your next, uh, your next venture right now. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If oh, is that what you're it, getting to? That's what I'm getting to, dude. Oh, it's yeah. pissing me off. Somebody, yeah. so I've seen people have come to me with business plans for this and I'm like, yeah. Awesome. Yes, I want you to do it. I will support you every way, but cut your cut your numbers in half because that's like everybody's like, I'm you know, I'm gonna launch by numbers, do you mean overhead costs? Yeah, yeah, it's like in their expectation of attend or uh, you know, of memberships and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, you're you're in Cedar Rapids. Your your building time, (laughs) double your building timeline and cut your and and double your expenses and cut your memberships in half and then tell me and then show me those numbers. Like, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna have you know, we're gonna be doing we're gonna be profitable in three months and we're gonna. You know, and we're going to have, you know, 5,000 members right out of the gate because we're looking at a 45 mile radius and all this. You nope. can put you can put all that shit together and make it look real good. Yeah, yeah. But in reality, man, starting a business is, you the, know, that, the marketing, that's where business savvy yeah. comes in is to, right. to have the capability to, to, you know, have realistic expectations mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. a lot of people call me. You know, from from being in the DJ and and you know music or event production realm, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I don't know how many times over the years somebody's been you know in a pinch or a pickle, and needed to make some money quick, or somebody came up on like a stack of ten or twenty grand, and they're like, you right. know, we're gonna throw a show and make a bunch of money, right? And then they'll call me out of the blue and be like, hey, let, you know, let's let's do a party, let's book a headliner, and. And we're all going to get rich, right? right? It's like you guys don't understand no. how frequently we lose money, right? Versus just struggle to break even, right? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. you know you got to have that mindset, of course. Building a business in Cedar Rapids, I mean, God forbid, trying to open a, a unique restaurant in this town, mm-hmm. right? People around here are trying to keep, 
you know, Texas Roadhouse afloat. It's like there was that awesome restaurant blend downtown. Yep. You know, couldn't stay open. It's like you can't really keep a private one-off spot open in this town because it's really tough to get people to actually support it. It's true. And I would yeah. venture to guess yeah. that rock climbing would be in the same realm. And that's what I thought about SoCal. I was like, man, fucking awesome place. Yep. But this – I. God, I hope this town supports it. You yeah, know, like I yeah. don't want it to go away. And it's yep. it's been working. It's working. Which is awesome, it's working. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm, that's it's working. Great. I mean, you said it all right there, hundred percent. That's yep. how we feel about everything in this town. It's so hard to get mm-hmm. something off the it's ground. The and... biggest, smallest town on the planet, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Everybody knows everybody, but yeah. nobody wants to support anybody. Mm-hmm. You know? Or they want well, it for free because they know everybody. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think I mean it it all comes down to relevancy. Like can you, are you relevant? Can you be relevant? Can you maintain relevance? Right. And yeah. that's like, you. if you can't, I mean, then why even try? Yeah. And totally. so what makes you different? Um, and is, is are you unique enough to, so I mean, like, I do have, like, I, I have a pretty good, you know, wide reach. And I mean, I can ask people to support me and everything, but ultimately, um, the, the what pays our, what makes our businesses successful are the people that don't know me that shop there because they're looking for something that, uh, that, that we have because we are relevant to them. So yeah. it's like, sure. It's one thing to lean on your friends and family to support your business, but it's like, you, you know, you got to get outside that circle. Totally. From, from what I'm hearing, um, what's been making you successful, you know, over the past couple decades is that you're giving, people something that they need that they didn't know that they needed mm-hmm. filling mm-hmm. a gap yep mm-hmm. right. and and you do it in a way that is pretty subtle mm-hmm. you know it's not about steve shriver it's about giving what the product is and right. what you're behind yep. you know yeah it, it, it's all about so like i literally i visualize this a lot and i draw it out to people when i'm talking about um entrepreneurship is like, I look for the white space and it's kind of like, I'm saying, you know, it's like, you got to have a great coffee shop, you know, in a, in a, every town has a good coffee shop. Well, what's really interesting is like we, the five coffee shops within a one mile radius of Bohemia are all past employees of Bohemia who spawned off and opened up coffee shops. So our, our coffee culture in Cedar Rapids has improved yeah. because of this, like this cell down in Newbo. Awesome. And, but, but so, you know, recognizing that, that there was that opportunity to really nail it. And then same with Soko. So like, I, you know, it's like you, you draw out a grid and it's like, what's missing in this town and, yeah. you know, and restaurants aren't missing but at the same time, it's like you you have to do something. You have to do something different. I mean, LP uh, local poor is a great example of that. Yeah. Like, why is it? Why do people flock to that place? Because they're they're different, man. They're yeah. they're doing it just. And it used to be a cop bar. Did it really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was wow. like City down Beat. by the courthouse. That's what it's called, City Beat. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was uh, like a lot of the uh, attorneys, judges, and mm. police. Police. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They would hang yeah. out there. But yeah. uh, I mean, you know, that's hey. kind of fun. Yeah. Um, so, so with the people that you've built businesses around, especially in the Nubo area that already had establishments or have came in and, and, and made establishments, how is your relationship with them? And has it been, you know, what you expected or exceeded, or exceeded expectations or. Yeah. Um, what exactly do you mean? Well, what I mean is, is like businesses that, that were already there before yeah, Nubo yeah. started uh-huh. and then businesses that have came in, Yeah, you know, and, and the relationship, you know, like, yeah. okay. So like the perfect storm was, is you put SoCo right next to one of the hottest uh, breweries, breweries right, in right, Iowa, you right. know, 
great. Okay. I get you. I get you. So like, um, and Soko would be a good example. Um, you know, the, the uh, Czech village completely really was dead. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been dead for a long time. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, everybody down there, but it's, you got it's, Hoobie days and that's it. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Yeah. A lot of, I mean, and I'm, I love vintage and stuff, but there, and there's a few little pockets of good stuff down there, but there, it really wasn't, a, it, it just wasn't thriving. So it was really cool that Quentin put in Lion Ridge down there and just committed to that, right. um, the old Fitz grocery store. Yeah. And beautiful. And so, um, you know, it's, it started to get, a, it started to have that, that good vibe down there. And when we decided to put in Soco down there, I think that was, it, it was just one more you know, hook, line and sinker for, you know, it was after that, that Mary Kay McGrath, McGrath bought eight properties down there. Um, and it was after that, that, uh, you know, that other, I mean, actually two or three businesses from Nubo moved over into Czech village. And yeah. now like Czech village has, you know, a lot going on. It's yeah. back. Totally. Yeah. And so initially though, um, people are just like, who are these people? Oh shit. Steve Shriver. He's going to ruin this thing. Or I mean like, they're like, Oh, he's, you know, I've heard like, you know, super capitalist like stuff that, you know, uh, you know, I've got, a, there's a few haters out there and I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to do a good thing. And by the way, I can, because it's, it's, you know, a free world. So, right. yeah. yeah. And, but and you also have the resources. Right. Right. And so, um, if you don't have haters, you're not doing it right. right. <laughs> you're really not. I mean, right, right. Not everybody loves me, or me. Right, right. Oh, man, know? I got a list of people. Sure. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And then with, um, I think Bruhemia, I think we're, I think we're doing pretty good. There's, there's a few th people that we've rubbed the wrong way, um, but overall, everybody's like, yes, please keep doing cool shit. I mean, now with the Olympic, um. Let's see, Mel, Mel over at CSPS, and I love CSPS. Um, I'm on the finance committee there. Love, I mean, I want it to be everything and more that it is. Um, you know, uh, you know, he was like, "Well, you're appropriating the the Olympic Southside Theater was a theater that was in the Nubo Market Yard back in the 30s, and it's gone." And I'm like, "Let's right. revitalize that name." Yeah. And he, he, you know, he had called me out for appropriating the name yeah. and all this stuff, and I'm like. Uh. I think I'm bringing it more to the surface to be, to be recognized. Positive, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it until right. so I that's seen the name. Exactly yeah. the point. So, um, you know, I guess everybody just has a different idea of what, what should and shouldn't happen. And, um, for if I, you know, I feel like I, I feel good about what I'm doing. I think you know? anything, so, anything is leaps and bounds beyond that place. Just being gutted and collecting dust. Yeah. Right. I mean, come right. on. And you put in a fucking elevator. Yes. Right. Oh, God, right. I did so many shows there. That's I'm right. like looking at the stairs. Dude. I'm like, uh, yes. Cause you don't want to use the back stairs. Cause you got to wind up them. Like, yep. Oh, Pain in it. Yep. There's 36. All right. I didn't know you got an elevator in there. That's good news. Yeah. 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 It's right in the yeah. front there. He rebuilt the yep. entrance nice. and everything. And, oh man, I, I seen that and I was like, yeah. You know what? <laughs> You're all right in my book because I'm sure I'm going to be working there soon. Um, exactly, you know, man. Exactly. Just wheel it in. Yeah. Know? And we just, oh man, I'm so stoked. I was going to like, literally my budget on that was going to, it was, I was going to go industrial because it's like, I could do that on a pretty low budget. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, uh, Eric Engelman, my partner on that project and Anna Hobart, the venue manager. And we had a couple other people in on the design and, and, and we really, you know, we had some really nice stuff come together and we're yeah. like, yeah, this place deserves to really, to be nicer than this. And, and it's, it, it's, 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 it's nice, but 
you know, we could still do, we could still do a hip hop show in there. Right. Um, and, and somebody could have a g- super glamorous wedding. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, an industrial place, uh, just opened under unique events. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. Travis, uh, yeah. Opened, you know, he got, he finally got a venue and it's, and it's I'm real stoked. industrial and it looks awesome. Where's yeah. that? Super at? cool. In the, in the Skogman? Yeah. Uh, or not Skogman, no, uh, um, Smokoff's. Smil- Smoke. The Wait. warehouse in the Smokoff's. No, oh, you're talking about yeah. strip mall one. Yes. No, no, no. That's Kale Henderson. <laughs> That's Henderson. Okay. No, uh, Travis, he just put something out, and I can't remember exactly where it's I think at. it's was in it the Smokoff warehouse? warehouse, which is not the their old retail, yeah, dude. but the yeah. warehouse. Yeah. Right. I is think that was like the that? one that I leased yes. yeah. for a while. Yep. And that that's that's a, that's a super cool look. It reminds me of uh, the place over here uh, behind Mahoney's. Um, yep. Uh, yeah, in the oh, basement there. Um, uh, I know I'm having a brain fart too. I know the, it, yeah, exactly uh, what it's oh, 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 Shores event. Yeah, Shores. Shores. Yeah. Yep. You know, so it's kind of got that look. And then when I seen the Olympic Theater, I was like, fuck yeah, because you have a room for a wedding. You got a room mm-hmm. for a small party, even mm-hmm. a rehearsal dinner. I mean, it was thought out really, really well. Yep. And, uh, you know, and Dan Kempf uh, did a lot of the, uh, the photography for you. And mm-hmm. him and I worked together a lot. And I was just like, God damn, I cannot wait to be yeah. in this venue. Because I know in the next couple of years here, you know, I'm going to do a handful of weddings there. and Oh, hell yeah. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. And we had, I mean, we we had 90 some events booked um, that started, they were supposed to start in March. I mean, so <sighs> it was already, when we, we pre-sold all this stuff and like, and uh, which it, it's, we had that many things, but my point is we had that many things booked before it was even finished. Right. Like, be, in, in so now that it's finished and you walk in there, just like, people are just like, what, what? Wow. Like a lot of times people not only say wow once, but I've heard people say four <laughs> wows. Like, <laughs> well, I wondered if you're going to keep that second balcony that went all the way around. That got ripped out before we. Okay. So I didn't before know we that. had it, but uh, that's it perfect. Was, it's it's op- kind of wavy. It opens yeah. the room up so nice. And yeah, so wait, so there used to be like a bar up around the balcony too, correct? Okay. So now that's there's, just a that's still a room up there, yeah. Right, with a bar we, so we it. still have um, there's still a second level, and it is so like we don't have the balconies on the side. You haven't but seen got, the pictures of it yet? No, no, I saw it, and I saw yeah. the gal that did the tour, and she mm-hmm. like it was like a thirty yeah. minute video. Yep. But that was the area that she was saying, hey, you know, we could put tables here, have this yep, be a staged exactly. area. Yeah, and so we yeah. could put a second bar up there, depending yep. on the event. So we just left it pretty versatile. Yeah. But we had to put bathrooms up there. Um, just, we got bathrooms everywhere in that place. Cause we have a 500 cap. So it's like, you got to People need to go. I remember yeah. two <laughs> bathrooms being there before. Yeah. The main one and the green room. Yeah. And you use the main one because the green room was so nasty. Oh, wow. <laughs> Up behind the stage. Oh know? yeah. Yeah. So oh, that's. Man. Yeah. We Ooh, have it was now so the bad. green room bathroom <laughs> is nice. It's the nicest bathroom. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. It's well, nice. it's nice right now. We'll see. I just remember doing so many shows there, you know, when it was Third Street Live and everything. And yeah, I'm sure yeah. you guys all went there and oh, yeah. that. But uh I, I'm I'm just super stoked, man. And yeah, and, and there again that's another addition to um of the few things you have on your plate right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yep, yep. God, you mentioned you're on how many committees? Like Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah, yeah. Your uh, hand dips in literally everything. So yeah, man. I'm trying. I mean, I just I want to have. I want to leave a, a positive footprint, and not about leaving my name on stuff, but more just like I want to be able to feel good when I'm laying on my deathbed, or you know, I want I I want my kids to be proud of me, and um, yeah. And I want to be, you know, I want I don't want to have. I think any, you're on the right path, brother. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to have any regrets. Like yeah. the 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 Connect CR, okay. And not everybody loves these projects either, but like Connect CR is something where you know they're cleaning up Cedar Lake, they're building this bike trail system, yeah, they're yeah. putting a bridge down in Newboat, looping it around. And I'm like, what? I, okay, I, I don't want to be on that board, 
um, cause I'm on a, enough boards, but, um, how can I, how can I help them? And so, and I'm like, okay, Ecolips is, we're doing pretty good now. And we, you know, like, and we have this thing where we, we, we commit to giving dollars to the right projects. And, uh, and so my team, uh, decided to donate a hundred thousand dollars to that project. Jeez. Yeah. So like, wow. and that's coming out. We could, I could have, <laughs> I could have taken that and put it in my pocket. I could have bonused out our, you know, our team with that, but we collectively as a company decided to put a hundred thousand dollars into that. And that's so now it's, so now it's really cool. I can, you know, be doing my entrepreneurial stuff and building businesses. And now we can start, you know, putting a little bit of money into things here and there and just trying to make it, trying to, trying to keep, Keep Cedar Rapids. Keep CR neat. Yeah, keep it neat. <laughs> I mean, the cool thing is, man, is that you're you're profiting, you know, by doing positive things, but you're also giving a ton back, mm -hmm. you know, from from just what you just mentioned, you know, giving a hundred thousand dollars to that project, to you know, donating thousands of gallons of mm -hmm. you know hand sanitizer. To, you know, I'm, I'm sure many other things. Mm -hmm. And that's so neat, man. I mean, Thanks. we need more people like you in right the city, man. Right you know? Yeah. And that's another thing, too, man. I, I'm like, uh, I, I mean, I, I do do really hope to inspire people. But there was one thing going around during the 2016 flood scare. And somebody was on, on social media going like, you know, Nubo this, Nubo that. Like, why are all, you know, because I was on. Protect I was, your beloved Nubo is right. what they said. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I read it, yeah. yeah. And, and I was I'm, like, well, they were pissed because tornadoes and them didn't get the barriers like New York oh, did. So, totally. To and I was that's I, that was I, I made that yeah. Oh totally. And I made yeah. that I, I I had I I, remember I, that I delivered a fucking uh uh generator to him like that was ridiculous, right? Yeah, that barrier totally. ridiculous. But um but somebody was like, Nubo this why 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 are you talking about Nubo all the time? And it's like because this is my part of town. Yeah. And <laughs> You know, wherever the fuck you are, you 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 take care of your part of town. Yeah, like, totally. it, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I got this. Yeah, and fuck off and go do your thing over there. <laughs> sure. You know, and like that's cool. And, and but actually, what we do need, we need, and and so also, you know, um, we've got now all these cool little districts, and people are like, we got to be more like Nubo, and I'm, you know, I'm like, no, you got to be like you. You know, yeah, right. Czech Village, you know, hopefully keeps the charm that Czech Village has. Nubo, we've got um, Kingston, we've got MedQ, we've got the College District, you got Marion, Irish. Um, I'm forgetting Irish District. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that that every Which I every love, great city has those. I love that they uh, they re revived Kingston. Yeah. You know, yeah. so my son had a, a, a course, he's in ninth grade, um, about Mary and Cedar Rapids history. And he goes, did you know the river divided? It was Cedar Rapids and then the township of Kingston. Yeah. And and I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And now yeah. that you know, you see like the old uh Rufus McCooters says like Kingston Pub or something like right. that on it, you know, as a second name that it was back in the day. I didn't Dude. realize that Cedar Rapids was divided up. There was the township of Kenwood in between Marion and Cedar Rapids. Yeah. Basically what just a little further that way where we are right now is. And um you know, it just all kind of absorbed. Yeah, I still want to do. I want to do a big reggae concert in Kingston Village, man. Oh, yeah, that'd be Kingston. Cool. Kingston, yeah. Man. <laughs> man, that'd be so good. Yeah. That would be really awesome, right? Right. You know, they have an amphitheater, right? Yeah, dude. You know, yeah. I'm, of course, that's always where my brain at is. Oh, that'd be a perfect place to set up a sound system, right? I mean, I'm constantly like that. Where whatever I drive by, oh, that's where I would put the speaker stack, right? Right. Um, but I, I've always wanted to set up a little sound system on a street closure day festival type thing down in the Czech Strip. Mm. There's that little amphitheater that, or that, 
I don't know if you'd call it an amphitheater, but it's like under the clock tower or whatever. The gazebo. Kitty corner from mm-hmm. the bike shop in SoCo. Mm-hmm. The, there's the like gazebo. that little concrete pad. Yeah. There. No, mm-hmm. not the gazebo. Right, but yeah. Up, but, uh, like uh, if you're going to the Czech Museum, it's yeah. like right there on the corner. Yeah. There's like a concrete pad and like two rails yeah. that make a 90 degree square. Come there. on down there and do it. I want to set up a stage in my rig and we don't need any money. I just want to be able to play music yeah. on the strip down there. Maybe for a series, like through the summer, like every Sunday for four hours of house music, right? Or yeah. whatever. Um, totally want to do something like that. Now, that obviously, would be super cool. obviously, that CB would be cool. nineteen is throwing a monkey wrench in anything that's happening this summer. But you're outdoors. But you're outdoors. CB nineteen. I brought you guys some uh, some stickers that DeNovo Marketing put out. They did this whole campaign, and they did they did yeah. some, some street art with this stuff. But cool. Spread love, not viruses. I like it. Thanks, yeah. man. I yeah. Dig it. Yeah. My sister, our, my uh, daughter loves stickers. Slaps. Oh, cool. Yeah. Slap awesome. game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Slap it, game it's is a heavy. Thing. It's a thing. Oh, it totally oh, yeah. is. You know. Oh yeah. We you still, know, back in the day, it was always on skateboards or you know stuff like that. You know, but now they're putting them all over right? everything, like back of laptops and yeah, sti- yeah. See, and, I never did. Like yeah. those are a bunch of my road cases over there, and they're not stickered up at all. Right. Yeah, right. dude, those look like pretty amateur road cases, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except for they're not. Except for they're not. <laughs> Definitely not amateur. Oh, you know, <laughs> I just always like keep my shit nice because you can, when like, you see gauge like, a guy's level of gigging by how many slaps. See, that's not true though. <laughs> Because I always looked at big <laughs> artists coming in, and right. all their cases look really nice. You know, Super coming clean. in the venues, yeah. and I was yep. like, my shit's always going to look like that. Mine look like the mm-hmm. urinal at Gabe's. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's an MR on the top of every urinal, too. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God that was you this whole time. No. No. <laughs> Not guilty. <laughs> Didn't you see that in Cedar Rapids for a long time? On the what? top of every urinal, like the the nut or whatever, the chrome nut, there was an inscribed MR, like uh Really? And like it was hand, like, like Yeah, it was done with whatever. A scribe is what they call them. Yeah. So when I was a kid I used to think I was a graffiti artist. I was like thirteen. I grew up in Tucson, Arizona, but one of the things that you can order from these sites where you order paint pens and all these things are called a scribe, and it's basically like a Dremel. It almost looks like a diamond drill bit. Mm-hmm. It's shaped like a it's like conular. If you mm. will. Is that a word? Conular. It is now. It should be. Yeah. If it's not. But anyway. Con- conical? <laughs> no, conular meaning oh. like it was cone shaped. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. conular. Should be a word. I don't yeah. know. I'm checking that <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh, Googler. <laughs> Googler. Checking that shit. Anyway, they're called scribes, but you know, you, you can order those and you basically, you know, you can like, you, you see them in mirrors at like road stops for people's yeah. like, you know, graffiti on mirrors. It's a word. It, conular? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, His so yeah, this is Scarpa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've I've made my mark on Cedar Rapids by putting my actual initials on urinals. Is that true? No, hell no. Are you kidding me? God, every <laughs> every urinal at every you know restaurant, bath, you know uh, bar, everything, everywhere I played, all the way through Iowa City and Davenport, everything MR on the top, and I was like, wow. this motherfucker is everywhere. Man, that's how I, that's I wonder how I who rose that was. Stardom. Weird. They they disappeared <laughs> as of you know in the last. Probably five years. I haven't seen them mm. anymore. So I'm like, who's changing the nuts on these urinals? Right. <laughs> who's changing the nuts? Because <laughs> they're not swapping out the urinals. Exactly. So I'm like, well, how does it disappear? Somebody, right. You know? I mean, grocery stores, everything. It was on everywhere I went. I, I swear to God. Up. Yeah. I'll have. I mean, I have no choice but now to look. Now you will right? look, right? <laughs> Wow. Um, uh, the the name of this episode is going to be Conular. Conular. <laughs> Conular. Yes. Yes. I swear to God, I didn't know it was a word. I just like willed it to existence. <laughs> if they listen an hour and five minutes in. What's the definition? Conular is a cone shaped, having a tendency to assume the shape of a cone. In zoology, yeah. said of the cusps of 
cusps or ridges of teeth are conular. Madonna's tits. Conular. Conular. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Nice wow. Nice That's great. Perfect. She's what like a- 60 years old now. I know. Still conular. You know. Still <laughs> How, man. Madonna. Uh, well, what do you guys think of Madonna lately? Well, she's injected with Dennis Rodman's sperm, so that's what. That's why she's superhuman. Whoa. Dude. Yeah. Okay, she was walking with a cane. Wasn't she? Really? I didn't see that. Uh, my last. Uh, this is news to me. Uh, my last Madonna bit. So okay. She, okay. She fell off my radar for like a decade, right? She fell off the stage not too long ago, too. <laughs> but again. now, of course, she's you know the icon that she was, right? Being an '80s and an MTV baby, she, you know, Madonna right. to me has yeah. always been like the queen. Then she disappeared for 10, 15 years, and then I see her like on Kimmel or something with like a gold grill, and she's like twerking and like just trying too hard. Grasping yep, onto things yep. that were king? like, what, what yeah, you she, were, she looks, she's walking with a cane, man. But that's a fashion cane, no, bro. No, okay. I mean, I don't. People are helping her, and she's got maybe, the cane. Maybe, uh, maybe. <laughs> okay, all right. Oh, this but, is a fashion cane. That's a fashion cane. All right, fair, oh, fair. This thing definitely. See, she's been sporting a cane for a while. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's really Never not, mind. How do you determine the difference if it has like if it has a rubber nub on the end? That's how you can tell the difference between fashion or medical <laughs> tennis ball. <laughs> oh, those are walkers. Jeez. <laughs> oh, um, no, but the okay. thing about her, so yeah, so starts working on Kimmel or something, and then there was also the her. She put out this album called MDMA, right? Mm. Wasn't that like her one of her last albums? I, I didn't. I don't know. And about her yeah. last she album. like jumps on stage while Avicii was DJing, and she yells into the mic like at Coachella or Ultra or something. You know who's got the Molly? But it's like she's wow. grasping on to these super, you know, tr- outdated, trendy topics mm. in an effort to like cling to youth. Is that's the impression that I get from her as of late, but. I mean, fair assumption. (laughs) (laughs) I think that comes back to what I was saying about trying to stay relevant, but like not hitting the mark. You know, that's like that's like, but like at a dad joke level. You know what I'm saying? Like she's just skated way past even having the ability to grasp it. You know what I mean? Right, (laughs) right. Well, and I've I've noticed that you know with you a little bit, Matt, uh, about your post and about the music you play and where you play now. Yeah. Is, is more of a hey, I know my I know my crowd, and this mm-hmm. is what I'm gonna do, and I'm not gonna try and get these young people to because yeah, you know, you're just kind of comfortable w- w- with where you're at. Yeah, totally. I, and and so am I. That's why you know when I play mm-hmm. out, I play a lot of you know 80s, 90s, early 2000s because hey, man, I'm not trying to play the new shit. I'm uh, really yeah. you know here and there a little bit, but you know, perfect example. I was playing at White Star before all this, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of 20 somethings early 20 somethings and they're like come up in the back of my computer has my name on it and mm-hmm. i've been playing in this town for 20 years and they're like you're new <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man yeah yep, <laughs> you yep. know and that's that was just kind of a, a humbling thing to be mm-hmm. like they have no idea about anything that i've done over the past 20 years because well, right they, they weren't alive right. you know i mean they right. they weren't old enough so um you know, you you've dealt with it, and and over the past twenty years, I'm sure you've had to conform as well, too, right? Conform. You know, I mean, get to stay relevant. I think to I stay think, relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I think I, yeah, I, I hear, I, I deal with that on a daily basis. I think it's just like, um, you know, it, it's it's really tricky, like not feeling like a sellout, but still serving, still still 
I mean, be it. I feel you a hundred percent there. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, you know, but at the same time, I think it's just that that's where you got to be balanced and try to figure out what, you know, while you can still be your true self, but also remain um, relevant. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, Andrea is doing a, a class right now on, on photography and, and they, they basically said like, I mean, they were like, you don't want, you don't want the bottom feeders. Like if you have to really convince somebody to you try, you have to try really hard to convince somebody to buy your product or to consume your product. That's not, that's not who you want. Totally. Like you want people that are going to adopt it and you don't want people that are always looking for the discount, always looking for the sale, yeah, yeah, all, yeah. you know? And you know, that's a kind of a battle that I've had recently. You know, you talk about me kind of coming to the point where I'm just like, I know my crowd, I'm going to play what I play. But, uh, you know, there, there's that line where you once you cross it the artistry is gone right mm -hmm. and it's like if if i'm you know making music or djing in a certain way in an effort to get gigs that pay x amount of dollars it's taking the artistry and fun out of it for mm -hmm. me you know what i mean and so i, I you know you, you don't walk up to a painter that's painting and be like eh, i think that blue is a little off you should probably use this blue right mm -hmm. and so conforming to like please somebody it completely deflates artistry in my opinion right and so i finally have gotten to that point where i've just skated away from trying to please and if 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 people are going to come and enjoy watching me do my thing i mean that's kind of my target audience if they're not then that's just not my yep. target audience and i'm used, cool with that <laughs> you to, know I mean? right right and it used to pain me to like watch people walk out of a dr z show and then i what i ended up well for one like dr z's experiment um that, do you that, mean like mid-set Watch them walk out. Is that what you mean, or you're saying after the show? Yo, I'm sorry. Yeah, like mid song. Yeah, okay. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. What? What? How could you leave? You know, right now. When, yeah. Like we're, we're fucking you're slaying, vibing. man. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, and then uh, you know, then it's like a focus on the people that are dancing and smiling. Totally. Um, but also, you know, it took me a while. That band, band's been around 20 years as well, and I've been in it for the last 10. And like um, JT was just like, dude, we're here, we're here for us, totally. And if and we you, do it right here for us, then it's going to yeah. be good for them. The magic will happen. Don't if, if you totally. play too much. If you play too much for them, then then we're not, we're going to be sacrificing. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. So yeah, and totally. that took me a while to figure out or yep. to, you know to get with, but it feels right. Yep. Yeah. And relevancy is a great word because a lot of times you're you're struggling to stay relevant. Like some of my posts have been. I don't know if you're familiar with the Five One Five Alive Music Festival. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's in Des Moines. It's like 17 years old now. I've played it 15 years in a row. This is probably the first year it's being canceled actually wow. but um but that that festival i've seen it go through i want to say three different ownership teams or what have you it started as a breakdance slash hip-hop house and techno two speakers on poles behind the vaudeville muse on fourth there downtown mm -hmm. and a piece of cardboard break dancers and like 50 people right yes. and then the next year it was four or five hundred people house and techno djs and hip-hop and then the next year, it was a thousand people. By the time I got involved and, and did a stage, I was playing for like fifteen thousand people, and it was a straight up techno festival at that wow. point. Wow! Right? I built the stage and sound. Yeah, yeah. Brian, wow. played, Brian played with us that year. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, fast forward to no, now. No, I didn't play. I, I helped Matt. I thought that you played for me one year though. Mm -mm. Uh, no. uh, but fast forward to now, you know, now they've got like a Gucci Mane headlining, right? And yeah. like just giant, you know, hundred thousand dollar acts. And I've seen it morph and kind of change into 
what it is now. Which, which it has to, though. You totally. Know? That's yeah. how you can stay afloat, right? right. Mm-hmm. Still pay the bills. And I've always been thankful to be still relevant enough to get booked. And I always post that mm-hmm. every year. It's like, I can't believe that these guys still reach out to me and let me play so a two-hour cool. sled at this festival. So right? cool. You um, headlined it a couple times. Well, I mean, I mean, not really. I mean, our stage just happened to have a good you know, chunk of the attention, I think. But that was because we brought... He's being very yeah. humble. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, yeah. it's because we brought a... Uh, we raised the bar when I did a solar cathedral stage there for the first time is we raised the bar on production. We were the first guys to bring like a huge sound system, right? Whereas before they were kind of just like pulling together Four gear to Martin, make it happen. Mirror scanner lights. It was Bergstrom shit. It was, it was. I know. I and then the year up. after that we doubled, you know? And so we kind of like raised that bar, but now of course they've got like function one systems all over that festival. Yeah. And it's just like bananas, but um, it's crazy. I love, so and that's another thing that I, like my, my, my part of my mantra is like, it's, I, I want to show people what's possible as well. And so yeah. you, you're, you're talking about, and, and I'm back on the business thing, but, um, but like, it's like making SoCo work. It's like, yes, we can make a brick and mortar retail store work if you do it right. Totally. Quote unquote. And you, you know, you, you up the level showed, you know, brought new stacks in right. and, and put the new, the better vibe out there. And it's like, totally, and that yeah. elevated the whole scene. It does, man. Yeah. And it's like, those things play into the experience. A lot of there's, there's a lot of subconscious factors. People, a lot of people don't realize that there's different promoters doing techno parties too. Right. And so you might go to one party that was just awful terrible sound system, not a great experience, not a great turnout. The next time you see a flyer for a rave, if you're not like in that cultural circle, you're like, oh, I've been to one of these, they're trash, I'm not going to go. But then if you go to a party that's actually put on by a proper promoter with a rock solid sound system and then the experience is there, those are the people that you can turn into lifers if you hit them right, you know, give them that first experience. It's just like you knock them out of of the park, right? Yep. Then you've got these lifers, but a lot of people don't realize that you know, that, that experience is even capable of reaching that crescendo just because people haven't set it up properly. You right. Know what I well, mean? they cut corners and they don't have yeah. the, they don't have the budget to do it and they don't have the, the intelligent, you know, the intel to do it. Yeah. And right. it's not their fault. It's just an experience. Yeah. And I feel like a lot more people around here would have these aha moments with the music that really they, they wouldn't give a second chance to if it was presented improperly. Right. Yeah. But we set up a function one sound system down on the strip in Czech village. And there's going to be a lot of people that'll be like, you know what? I never really liked house or techno, but that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I get cool. a lot of people in Cedar Rapids that are like, that's not really my thing, right. but that was fucking awesome. Right. You know <laughs> what I mean? Awesome. And, and yeah. that's like, that's what happened at the show we did at MoCo, you know, here a couple mm-hmm. months ago or whatever. Yeah. Half of our Dude. crowd was like the old heads. But the other half were just the MoCo people that hit that bar on the weekends, you know, mm-hmm. like a mid-30s crowd, nicely dressed, you know, middle-class folk. They're not going out to techno parties all night, right? And these people were on the dance floor rubbing elbows with all these ravers, and it was awesome. Dude. You know what I mean? Well, you're wow. in a 1,500-square-foot building with 30,000 watts of sound. Yeah, we kind of over. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you can't. <laughs> you're, you're forced yeah, you're to move. To. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, they had a great time, right, but they right. were forced. Right. right. The <laughs> you know, frequencies were just like yeah. rattling their bones. Yeah, 55 hertz, you know. Right. <laughs> just jig- right. jiggling. But, you know, I think that's what something that we all have in common here. What I've seen is that we've all done things and been entrepreneurs and had ideas that most people want to have the balls to do. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, in, in, in certain aspects, you know, especially you, Steve. I mean, you're doing things outside the box all the time, you know, um, just like Matt was talking about, you know, doing, you know, j- just doing something crazy. And I bet you'll like it if you give it a try. And right. you've taken that jump so many different right. times. Well, that's like uh, when you were talking about that with, from, with the music standpoint, I'm like, that's what we do with coffee at Bohemia. Like we, we introduce people are like, yeah, I'm not so much. And then they try it. They're like, oh, this is what this is like super premium, you know, yeah, like, totally. Um, and and so giving people that experience and then and then having them up to Annie also though in talking about competitors and people trying to to um you know to, to having having all these different experiences depending on who's running the show it's like i when i see another shop open up or somebody try to do something similar um you know i'm like yeah go go try it cuz it ain't easy man it totally. ain't easy no. doing what you do doing what you do it ain't easy doing what i do and, you know, like, yeah, go ahead and try it because most of the time, I mean, you're, if you're, if you're doing it right, you're, you're, you're pushing the limits to the point of failure, you know, you're on the edge there's of, there's a fine line, there's, yeah, right, yeah. You, yeah, you know, yeah. and it does, everything's fragile, and it, <laughs> right, and it, but it also, it does take some skill and experience to actually pull off what, you know, what you guys do yep. in music and what I do with business. Um, and so when somebody's like, you know, opening up a shop, well, Delaviti just went out of business. I know that's and, so and, sad. And, and I, I'm sad about that as well. I'm not um, sure. It was a wine Delaviti? bar. Oh, okay. They were downtown and we used to go there, get some, you know, wine and cheese. Um, they moved into Nubo. Uh, I was a little, I was a little pissed off because they moved in as close as you could to Bohemia and they opened up at seven in the morning and started offering coffee and breakfast. And it's like, I mean, it was definitely trying to get some of our customer yeah. base, but I'm like, okay, game on, yeah. you know? And oh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I, I honestly didn't go there because they were, I, I looked at them as a hardcore competition um, uh, because they went to, I mean, the coffee and breakfast right next door to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but people, the, but if, if, if they would have done a good job uh, in the community of um, building, uh, I, w- I would have appreciated it because I do want cool shit to happen in Nubo, totally. you know? And so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm not going to trash talk them, but I'm going to, I'm going to see if it just happens organically, yeah. but I'm also not going to cheerlead for them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I and had, it didn't, I had no idea work. that yeah. they moved in, in down there. I thought they just moved. Or uh, they shut down on First Avenue. No, they moved in down there um, okay. and, and a did a full, story. fresh build out, and, and 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 that's sad. Anytime that happens, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, man, you can't just. That's the other part of it. Um, with this, with New Bohemia, uh, the neighborhood, seeing people come into the business and just ex- or come into the district and just expect, look, okay, now I'm in a popular district. My business it's is going to drop. Pop, yeah. Right. Nope. And it's not the nah, way it goes. And so no, my don't pep- you love how you feel though, at the end of that humbling experience where you took the high road and then they fucking failed. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have to say nothing, but man, that's what feels really good today. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Don't answer that. Steve, <laughs> Karma's always the best. Oh, I, I see parallels yeah. though. there with like promoters. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, being a promoter here for 20 years, have seen other promoters kind of come and go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've also seen promoters kind of butt heads and try to book shows on the same nights as the other promoters got a show in town. And, and the supporters around here are like, hey, there's not enough of a scene here to support. Mm-hmm. You, you promoters should be talking, right? You should be scheduling your events on off weekends, this and that. But there's always this just competitive, you know, headbutting going on that, that I've always tried to skate around. When there's a new a new promoter on the scene, like I support them. I'm helping them. I'm sharing their events. 
um, scheduling mine mm-hmm. around theirs. Because in my opinion, more solid events around here is not a bad thing, mm-hmm. right? Like you yeah. probably think, yeah. hey, a couple awesome coffee shops in town now as opposed right. to just one. That's not There's a bad a scene, thing, right? Yeah. right? Um, but they also have to you know, have enough guff to kind of earn their stripes and make it a success. Amen. So Amen. you just kind of let them do their thing, and, yeah. you know, sink or swim, right? Yep. And I'll give you the support I should from afar. Um, but always, I always support that kind of a thing, right? Yep. It's like you don't want to be the asshole that's, you know, purposely trying to like deflate somebody's operation. Yeah. Totally, it, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> I love that moment of silence. Let people think about it. Oh, hard pause. Think of it. Think about it. Yeah. yeah. First one to talk loses. Yeah. Right. That's, that's what's going on in the sales world. Man, <clears throat> I've heard some great stories today. I learned a shit ton. Almost, right on, uh, man. Yeah. I mean, from I had no idea that you were one of the you know one of the creators of Nubo. I mean, that's that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I didn't know that. You know? and I learned that Conular. Uh, Conular. Conular. Yeah, that's it. Probably that's depends on if you're East Coast or West Coast. Whether yeah. you say Conular. Conular. Con. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Some roast beef. <laughs> awesome, Steve, man. Thanks so much for hanging out with thanks. us today. Yeah, dude, this yeah. is awesome. Let's yeah, do it again, fun. man. Yeah. I, I want to, I know that there's so many more stories. You yeah. Know? yeah. And uh, Matt Rissy, thank you for hanging out with no me. Man, I tried. I tried to co-host. I feel you like did a my, good job, man. my performance is a little lackluster. But... <laughs> well, you, pull, yeah, you, you stumbled and fumbled I, a little I, bit with, messing your, up your, the equipment. You know, with your backflips and your, you know, your headphone thing. I'm so but. sorry. In no the bathroom, that was weird, dude. Going <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Who has to pee right. mid podcast? I bring a pee bottle with Amateur me. Amateur hour. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> is that what that is? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but you made up conular, so hey, <laughs> so that's good. Nice, awesome. Uh, again, thank you, Steve. Thank right you, Matt. On. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is the me. GXP podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. Brr.